Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Yes. Amen. Amen. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Father, we thank you, we worship and bless your holy name. We thank you for a time like this. We thank you because you are a good God. No one can save like you. No one can deliver like you. No one can love us like you. Father, we bow and we worship you. Be exalted, O Lord, above all heavens. Be exalted, O Lord, above all powers. Be exalted, O Lord, above all principalities. We worship you. Father, Lord, be lifted, O Lord, in our midst and draw us to yourself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There are two things I got from... Uh, one of the songs the choir ministered. The first one was when the brother said, I am weak, but he is strong. Praise the Lord. And the Spirit of God began to minister to me. Do you know if you are weak and you are on the side of the strong man, your weakness will not be noticed? You don't need your own strength when you are on the side of the strong man. Amen. Praise the Lord. When you are on the side of the strong man, your weakness will disappear. Praise the Lord. So our prayer is, O oh Lord, let me always be by your side. Begin to talk to God. My Father, my God, I pray, let me always be by your side in the name of Jesus so that my weakness will not be visible. It will not even be noticed. Jesus, let me always be by your side. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Let us be on our feet. I want us to pray. I want you to talk to God. Every rebellion in my heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, let it be destroyed. Begin to talk to God. My Father, my God, I pray this morning, let every rebellion in my heart against you, O Lord, be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let every rebellion in my heart be destroyed. My Father, my Father, let every rebellion in my heart be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Whatever rebellion in our heart, Lord, I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jehovah. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us begin to cast down every imagination that is against us. Every evil imagination 
that is against us, we cast you down now. We cast you down now in the name of Jesus. We cast down every evil imagination, every wicked imagination fashioned against me. Be scattered and be cast down in the name of Jesus. Every wicked imagination fashioned against any of us in this place. Be scattered. Be scattered. Be scattered. In the name of Jesus. Every wicked imagination fashioned against me. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let the candle of the wicked be put out. Every candle of the wicked. Whatever is directing wickedness to you is the candle of the wicked. Talk to God and say, Father, let the candle of the wicked be put out in the name of Jesus. My Father, my Father, I pray let the candle of the wicked be put out. Every candle of the wicked against this church be put out in the name of Jesus. My Father, let the candle of the wicked be put out. Let the candle of the wicked be put out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Everything in my life making me an easy target for the enemy. Whatever is in my life that is making me an easy target, that is making me an easy target of the enemy, clear off by the blood of Jesus. Clear off by the blood of Jesus. Clear off by the blood of Jesus. Whatever is in my life that is making me a target to failure, that is making me a target to pain, that is making me a target to sickness, clear off in the name of Jesus. Clear off in the name of Jesus. Clear off in the name of Jesus. Whatever is making me an easy target for wickedness, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Lastly, you will pray and say, Hell, you will not harvest me in the name of Jesus. Begin to talk to God. Hell will not harvest me in the name of Jesus. Hell will not harvest my children. Hell will not harvest my wife. Hell will not harvest any of us in this church in the name of Jesus. Hell will not harvest us. We are candidates of heaven. Hell will not harvest us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Let us be seated. Amen. We know the rule. There shall be no sleeping. That is the rule. Praise the Lord. I can see very far. Okay. Amen. If I see you sleeping, I will just be focused on you. So when you come back, you will see my eye on you. You will know I have gotten you. Praise the Lord. No sleeping. Amen. Amen. You see, the reason why there should be no sleeping is this is the power of God. This is the power of God. 
This is the way God can make you an overcomer when he's able to put his word inside of you. There is nothing God can do without his word. Praise the Lord. So a time when you are receiving the word of God is a time that is supposed to be a time of battle that you will not allow anything to take it from you. That is why you should not sleep. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Bible says he sent his word and the word delivered them from all their trouble. Amen. The word that will deliver you might not be the word that will deliver me. But I must receive that word before I can be delivered. That is why you must listen attentively. That is why you must be expectant whenever you are sitting, listening to the word of God. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are still on our topic, uh, the year of fellowship. And today we'll be discussing adjustments for divine fellowship. Amen. For you to be able to have good fellowship with God, your natural self, your natural quest, your natural senses need, might need to be what? Adjusted to be able to have a divine fellowship. Praise the Lord. That is what we need to discuss today. Let somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. When you are having fellowship and God is saying, let's go, I'm very sure when you are walking with the Lord, you will not be sitting. Amen. You need to do what? To get up and follow God. Praise the Lord. The men in the, there are men of old which we also be looking at that made one adjustment or the other. And after that adjustment, their fellowship with God was very cordial. Praise the Lord. The Bible makes us to understand that Abraham lived in the tent, was living in the tent. But if you recall the account of Abraham, you will understand that Abraham was what? Very rich. How come he decided to be living in the tent? Amen. There is a scripture that says that Abraham, my father, they were from Syria and they were living in tents. Praise the Lord. The reason is that Abraham has understood it that I am what? I am on pilgrim. That is to say, this place is not my permanent above. I can be asked to move anytime. So why building a house? Let me dwell within the tent. Praise the Lord. That is one of the adjustments that Abraham made. Because he was asked to leave his father's house from Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 from verses 1 to 4. The Lord has said to Abraham... Leave your native country, your relative, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. 
I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be blessed. You will be blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those and cause who treat you with content. All the family on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham departed and the, as the Lord has instructed him. Praise the Lord. It would, not, it would not have been possible for the blessing of God upon Abraham if Abraham has not made that change of moving. Praise the Lord. That is why most times we pray this prayer, O oh Lord, let me be located in the place of my provision. Let me be located where? In the place of my provision. That is where, that place you have put my provision. Let me be located there. Amen. Amen. It would have been impossible for Abraham to carry out for all this blessing to come upon him and for him to be a blessing if he has refused to move. If he has refused to adjust his or herself. The reason why so many things are difficult for us, we are not able to serve God, you know, to that peak that we owe to, is because there are some basic adjustments God has asked us to make that we have refused to make. Praise the Lord. And there is no way we can grow to that potential of being able to talk to God. The Bible says, other prophets, I talk to them in what? In dreams. But with Moses, I talk to him what? Face to face. Praise the Lord. I talk to him face to face. Because Moses made that adjustment that enable him to shake everything that would draw him back from the presence of God. And he was able to go into the presence of God. Praise the Lord. You know, of recent I was reading, I discovered that when Moses went to Egypt to go and deliver the children of Israel, Moses did not go with his wife and his child. Praise the Lord. That is to say, he was focused. He, was, he did not want anything to distract him. He was just looking unto God. What I'm trying to say is that that adjustment, that adjustment that God is talking to you about is necessary. It's necessary. Praise the Lord. It's necessary so that you can fulfill so that the what God wants to do in your life, he will be able to do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let us open our Bible to, uh, we are on the text now. Amen. Second slide. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. From verse 5 to 11. Say, so you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. 
Instead, he gave up his divine privilege. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Praise the Lord. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declares that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. If you look through that scripture, you will see the adjustment. Though he was God, he came into this earth, you know, to take the form of what? A servant. Praise the Lord. He took the form of a servant, then he also now transformed to what? To the form of uh, human beings. Not only that, he decided also to position himself in such a way that he could be killed by man. The man he created. He adjusted his life to the extent that he is the man he created is able to kill him. Praise the Lord. So as children of God, we must understand some major adjustments need to be done in our life for us to be in that pedestal where it will be easy for us to relate with God the way we should be. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7. Say, regarding the angel, he said, he sent his angel like the wind, his servant like what? Like flame of fire. This is one of the positions that you can attain when you have a good relationship of when you fellowship cordially with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Like Jesus, we might need to adjust our services, ourselves, in order to be able to fit in the calling God has called us. Working with God will require us to make some adjustment in our own lifestyle and commitment to make best of our fellowship with God. These adjustments are often costly and affect so much so many things and can affect so many things around us. Praise the Lord. We have talked of Abraham. We see the kind of adjustment he made. He left the place where God called him and he took his family that could follow him and they left and he began to live in tents. And sometimes God will say, move to so-so and so place. He will go there. He will pitch his tent. And the Bible will say, and Abraham pitched his tent here, pitched his tent there. Praise the Lord. When you visualize, you will know Abraham was not a poor man at all. A man that could raise an army within his household and defeat a whole nation. is not a poor man at all. He would have loved to live in stone houses like other rich men. But because of what he has decided 
because he knew that God can tell him to move anytime. So he decided to live in tent. Praise the Lord. Also, we talk of uh, uh, Daniel. Daniel decided to adjust, you know, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. But Daniel was determined not to be defied by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff of permission not to, not to eat this unacceptable food. Praise the Lord. Daniel decided not to defile himself. That is an important adjustment. My fellowship with God will highly be uh, dented if I eat food sacrificed to idols. So instead, I decide not to eat this food at all. I eat the one that I'm sure is not satisfied. He was feeding on what? On lentils. Major adjustments. Praise the Lord. Also, we talk about Elisha. The adjustment Elisha made is the kind of adjustment that God is expecting from every one of us. In 1 Kings chapter 19, 19 to 21. So Elisha went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulder and then walked away. Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah and said to him, First, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye. And then I will go with you. Elijah replied, Go on back, but think about what I have done to you. So Elisha returned to his oxen, slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat of the, to the town people, and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. That was the calling of Elisha. From the one, Elisha sees what other men could not see in Elijah. And because of that, his 12 tractors, his 12 tractors he was using to plow his feet were nothing compared to what he was seeing in what? In Elijah. Praise the Lord. He was, he, he, the, 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 the uh, plowing machine, the cow, we are nothing. We are nothing compared to what he could see in Elijah. He made the adjustment. And that kind of adjustment is the type that cannot make him to come back. You know, during the war, do you know why bridges are always broken? Okay? Bridges are broken so that there will be no return. So there will be no return 
or there will be no way of escape. If some particular people are in a particular area and the enemy has seen them, the thing they will also be looking for is that there will be no way for them to escape. Praise the Lord. So the bridges will be broken. That is exactly what Elijah, Elisha did. So that he will not be able to return back. So that he, nothing will make him to change his mind. Maybe getting to Elijah's house, there is no food to eat. He will not say, oh, let's go uh, fishing. Like Peter. When Jesus was no longer there, he said what? Let's go uh, fishing. But Elisha made up his mind there will be nothing like let's go uh, fishing. I will stay put there. After all, there is nothing to fall back to again. Praise the Lord. That is the kind of adjustment that God is looking for. That you will all, everything about you, you will depend on God. You will not have any second option. Praise the Lord. There will be no second option at all. There will be no option that, oh, if, uh, if, uh, if I believe God and God did not answer my prayer, then I will go and do this. If you make that kind of adjustment, you make that kind of adjustment that Elisha made. One of my mentors one day was talking and he said, for the past three years, I have not seen any of my siblings. And why was that? Because he was so busy for the Lord that all that matters to him is the work of God. And because of that, it was difficult for him to make time if any of the siblings would not come and visit him, visit him, it was difficult for him to make time to, do, to go on vacation because he was so deep in the word of God, I mean the work that God has called him. Let our adjustment be such that we will not be able to turn back we will not be able to leave the Lord. We will not be able to, to retrieve our steps. Let our adjustment be such that we will stay put, no matter what. Amen. Praise the Lord. I can see some eye closed already. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to fight it. You can do it. Amen? You can do it. You will not steal this from me. Sleep. You are too small to steal this from me. So fight it. Amen? Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Also, we will talk about Paul. You know, being a scholar, uh, being a scholar in the Torah, in the, in the laws of uh, the Old Testament, 
His place is supposed to be a special place in the temple where people will go around greeting, bowing down, and the rest. That was supposed to be his place. But he changed that to become someone who is like a vagabond. He does not have destination. Praise the Lord. Although he's supposed to be one of the apostles in Jerusalem, but his place was not with them. He was here and there. He made mention, let us read it, praise the Lord. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as the Gentiles. I have faced danger in cities, in desert, and on the sea. And have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. This is a man that is supposed to be in a place that people would have been serving him. But he decided to become a vagabond. Decided to become a vagabond. We will see. We will understand later why he chose that path. Why he chose that path. He says, so that I can apprehend also for the reason I was apprehended. Praise the Lord. He is able to see that the glory that is, in, that is in this suffering that he's having now cannot be compared to any glory of this world. Praise the Lord. And he decided to become what? A tent maker, walking with his hand, and at the same time preaching the gospel. Praise the Lord. There are facts about adjustment which I also want us to know. When you decide to make adjustment because of what God is calling you to do, then there are so many things that are involved. The first thing that is involved in adjustment is what? Is changes. Praise the Lord. And uh, this is the reason why people don't want to make the adjustment. The changes. The changes. I've been living a life in the city. Why should I go and start to live in the village? Where there will be no internet. Where the electricity is not regular. Where the roads are not motorable. I cannot. I cannot. So I prefer to be a pastor in the city, in big cathedrals, than to go to that village 
God is sending me to. Praise the Lord. There are changes. This are, there are changes that we can come, that can come as a result of our decision to adjust because of the calling of God upon us. Let us open our Bible to it means becoming something different. Okay? Adjustment will make you to become something different, like Paul, who became all things to all men so that he can gain them for Christ. Praise the Lord. Paul's adjustment wasn't, Paul adjustment wasn't, uh, wasn't only one. Let us open to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 19 to to 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 19 to 23. Even though I am free, even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. Praise the Lord. The first adjustment. I became a servant, like Jesus has told us. If anyone wants to be a leader, he should be what? He should be the servant of them all. That is why Paul here has assumed that position. He said, even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jews' law, I too lived under that law, even though I am not subjected to the law. I did this so that I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I was with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jews' law, I too live apart from that law so that I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ, yes, I try to find the common ground with everyone, doing everything I can do to save one. I do everything to spread the good news and share in the blessings. I do everything to spread the good news and share in his blessings. You will tell me, what blessing is in someone that was whipped 39 times? 39 times he was whipped. He had shipwrecked. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He was cast out. Tell me which blessing is he sharing from? Praise the Lord. The blessing Paul shared from is the understanding of the crown that will come on him when he has done all this. So while he was suffering, he 
sees himself as sharing in what? In the blessing. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when you make changes, you make changes, you make adjustments, you can be opposed. You know, you can be opposed. And that is very, very common. The reason so many people are not doing what God is saying they should do, is not because they, of themselves, but because of the society they found themselves. Because of the people that surround them. Praise the Lord. I know of a story when a man wanted to go into the gospel. This boy picked his bag, joined the bus, and wanted to, to go to the, mission, to the missionary school. The father now walked to the bus. The question the father asked him was, if you go, you are my first son. Who is going to bury me if I die? Those kind of questions are what brings people back. Like the one who told Jesus, let me go and bury my father. Did he ever come back? He did not. Let me go and bury my parents. He did not come back to Jesus. Praise the Lord. There are oppositions. There are, there are oppositions. The society will tell you that is not how we do it. That is not how we do it. This is how we do it. A man also is a big man of God in Nigeria now. When he graduated, God told him, you are not going to Work with your certificates. You are going to work with me. He took it. But his problem then was, how am I going to disclose this to my parents? My parents who have suffered to send me to school, now waiting to be having the dividends. Now I will now tell them, daddy and mommy, sorry, that hope, uh, that hope is lost. Let me, I want to face something else. He said he's too, he, he stayed back in the school, not knowing what to do. One day he summoned courage and put it a letter and wrote to his father. Daddy, thank you for everything you have done for me. I know God is with you. God is going to pay you back for what you have done. But as for me, this is what I'm going to do. He was surprised that the parents received it so kindly. And that was when he started his ministry. Praise the Lord. There are so many things like that, even when we make our mind. Oh, you are going to leave your job. You are going to do this. You are going to do that. No, how are you going to be feeding? How are you going to take care of your children? All this fear, the society will bring it to you so that you can retrieve your decision. Let us read Ruth chapter 1. Because changes often take us from our comfort zone 
so it is often it is often opposed. Also because it brings separation. You know, changes can bring separation. Can bring separation. So let us open our Bible to Ruth chapter one, that ten and eleven. Ruth chapter one verses ten to eleven. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who, who could grow up to be your husband? Can I still go on? The reason why Naomi was giving this is the, the, <laughs> the society will not accept you the way you are pressuring me now. If I take you to Israel, that is not how it is done there. You need to have your own husband. You need to have your own husband. Why are you trying to force yourself on me? That is exactly what happens. In Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 8, 31 to 33, Mark chapter 8, 31 to 33. Then Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leaders, priests, and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. As he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to remind him for saying so, began to reprimand him for saying such what? Things. You can see how close Peter is with Jesus. This kind of subtle subjection will come if you are not strong. If you are not strong this kind of subtle suggestion will come. You must be able to understand the vision. You must be able to understand the vision and be strong in it. Otherwise, some subtle cry, some subtle advice will come to you and will make you to change your mind. But Jesus Christ, knowing what it is, he did not miss word. You see what he called uh, Peter? Satan. Praise the Lord. He called Peter Satan. Say, Satan, get you behind me. Satan, get you behind me. Praise the Lord. Your loved ones, they will come and say, no, don't do this to us. You know you are our only hope. You are the only one we are looking on to. If you leave us now, what will happen to us? What will happen to us? Praise the Lord. That was the tears that was on my eye the first time God revealed to me by dream that I'm going to be a pastor. My tears was not for any other thing 
but the kind of suffering I see other pastors going through, which I did not want to suffer. I woke up in the dream and I was crying. Then I was just about to enter the university. I was crying. Oh, Lord, you know, if uh, I'm a pastor now, I will not be able to do any other work. And if I'm a pastor now, you see these people, most of them are not feeding well. They are not living in good houses. So is that what you are calling me into? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It was when I went to a man of God for counsel that he told me, don't worry. Just keep doing what you are doing. When it is time, he will call you. Because then I wanted to just abandon my going to the university and go to the Bible college immediately. When the man of God said, when it is time, just keep doing what you are doing. He encouraged me. Praise the Lord. He made me to understand so many things which help me today. Praise the Lord. But if I have sought the wrong counsel at that time, maybe I will not be here today. Praise the Lord. What I'm trying to say is that making this adjustment could be very costly. Okay? When Noah was called, was called to make an ark of gopher wood, Genesis chapter 6, from verse 13 to 14. He was called to make an ark of gopher wood. Praise the Lord. If it was just something that is, that is easy, the Bible, I mean, from the, from the account, we are able to understand that it took Noah 100 years to build this ark. That is a serious adjustment. It is not something that is easy at all. It would have been easy for uh, Noah to do something maybe that will take him, that, I mean, his mind will be on it maybe for three years and he will be doing it. I will say, oh, this is what God is asking me to do. But God gives you, God gave you an assignment. Before then, there used to not be rain. So when God said there's going to be rain, it is something that Noah needs to even digest to understand. The Bible said the, 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 the earth was being watered by, you know, evaporation, you know, under the ground. There was nothing like rain before that rain came. So apart from that, he was to wait for 100 years to build the ark. So, our adjustment could be costly, so we should understand. Amen. No wonder David said in 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 24, says, But the king replied to Arwana, No, I insist on buying it, for I will not present burnt offering to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing. Praise the Lord. Always know that the calling of God upon your life must cost you something. Must cost you something. If it has not cost you something, then look at it properly. 
Am I doing exactly what God wants me to do? Am I in the right place? Praise the Lord. It will cost you something. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The fourth fact is that it requires an unwavering belief or faith. That is to say, for you to be able to adjust to what God actually wants you to be requires faith, very, very strong faith. The faith that could make a man to be building an ark for a hundred years. That will make a man to be building something based on the voice of God. Not what he has seen. The kind of faith that will make a man to be building for a hundred years. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 21, verse 10 and 11. Acts chapter 21, verse 10 and 11. Several days later, a man named Agabus, who also had the gift of prophecy, arrived from Judea. He came over, took Paul's belt, and bound his own feet and hand with it. Then he said, the Holy Spirit declares, so shall the owner of this bed be bound by the Jewish leader in Jerusalem and turned over to the Gentiles. This is how he is going to be bound. Praise the Lord. Amen. But this is what Paul understands. In that, that is where the power to save is. In that bondage, that is where the power to save is. So I must go to Jerusalem. I must go to Jerusalem. As I was reading this account sometimes uh, some ago, there was something that struck me. Why Paul was in prison in Jerusalem, Jesus appeared to him in a dream and said, as you have appeared here in Jerusalem and you are bounded, so you will also be bounded and be taken to Rome. Praise the Lord. I know if it were so many of us, that would be the end of the struggle. I'm talking of uh, this pain. You are telling me, no, there will be another pain. Praise the Lord. So what I'm trying to say here is that it requires an unwavering faith for you to make the necessary adjustment. Praise the Lord. We will quickly, uh, my brother, uh, Lyndon, you will raise that song uh, in Christ alone. Let us sing it together. As he sings, I want you to follow the wordings, the lyrics, follow it properly, and you will understand that in Christ alone, our hope should be found. Let us rise up together and sing that song.
Just one. 
Amen. Amen. Let us be seated. There are some common adjustments that we have to do in order to have successful fellowship with uh, God. First of all, your mind. Adjust your mind. Your way of thinking is no longer by sight, but by faith. Amen? It is no longer on hand, but I trust. It is no longer until I see, before I believe. It is I put my trust in him. That we have in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. We are not going to read it because of our time. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of thee that sincerely seek him. Praise the Lord. That your life is no longer yours. You must come to that understanding that your life is no longer yours. It has been paid for. You heard the song. Your life has been paid for by his death on the cross of Calvary. It is no longer yours. It is no longer So you must begin to live as if you, you are living a borrowed life. Amen? A borrowed life. The life of Christ in you is the life you are living. Your life is no more. Amen. You must learn to wait on God as servants wait on their Lord. Amen? You must wait on God. That is to say, you no longer make your own decision. You wait for what God wants you to do. That is why Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 says, I will climb to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Waiting. Instead of making your own decision, you wait. In prayers, in supplication, in thanksgiving, you wait. Praise the Lord. That is what is required. Amen. You must be able to breathe your throne. James chapter 1 verse 26 says, if you claim to be a relig- if you claim to be religious, but do not control your tongue, you are fooling yourself, and your religion is worthless. You must be able to control your tongue. What comes out of your mouth must be blessing, not curses. Praise the Lord. What comes out of your mouth must edify, must not bring down. Praise the Lord. Amen. Finally, you need to adjust your goal. We have a goal. I want to be rich. I want to do that. I want to be the richest man man on earth. We must adjust our goal also. Like you see, Paul was suffering and he was calling it sharing in what? Sharing in the blessing. Because the goal he has was to win so. So whenever he's able to do that, he sees it as what? As his blessing. So that is what God wants us to do. To change 
our what? Our goal. So that we'll be able to do exactly what he wants us to do. Let us open to, to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. He said, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ. Praise the Lord. So that what? I could gain Christ. Everything, everything else is what? Worthless. So that I could gain Christ. There is nothing, there is nothing around that can be compared to the value of infinite value of knowing Christ. There is nothing else. And also in the same Philippians chapter 3, 12 and 13. Philippians 3, 12 and 13. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past. And looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end. Let us rise up. I want you to talk to God. Father, O oh Lord, help me to adjust my life to be able to have divine fellowship. Begin to talk to God. Talk to God and say, Father, help me to adjust my life. So that I can begin to have, to begin to enjoy divine fellowship with you. Continue to talk to God. That God should help you to adjust. Open your mouth and talk to God. Those hindrances that is not allowing you to make changes, to adjust. Ask for the spirit of God that the spirit of God will dwell in you. Those things that is not making you to conform with the word of God. You need to do away with them. You need to adjust. Talk to God. Lord, I want to conform with you, not with the word. I want to be transformed. I want my mind to be renewed. Talk to God. Let my mind, let it be renewed. As I require to make necessary adjustment to fellowship with you. You cannot fellowship with God without adjusting your mind. That's why Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this word and be transformed by renew your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect the will of God. Talk to God that God, I want to be perfect along with you. I want to adjust my life to be in life with you. Whatever it will cost, I want to be listening to your instruction. I know that changes are expensive. Changes are costly. Lord, I want changes in my life. I want to adjust to be worthy in your presence, Lord. Talk to God. 
that God give me the spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit of God, it will lead you, it will guide you, it will increase your faith, it will allow you to release yourself to make that adjustment. Abraham released himself and make adjustment. He changed the environment. Maybe God is telling you something with this message that this is what God wants you to do. Tell God, Lord, interpret your word to me. I want to listen to your instruction. Give me that spirit that will allow me to listen to you in the mighty name of Jesus. You want to renew your mind. You want to change your mind. You want your mind to change so that what comes out of your mouth will be something that will glorify God. Ask for the spirit of God to live in you. And you want to make change to your mindset that Lord, I want to adjust and make changes to my mindset that I cannot be this or I cannot do this. Now let your Holy Spirit live in me in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray as you have decreed in your mind as you have opened your mind, mouth and decree, God will perfect all your requests in the mighty name of Jesus. Necessary adjustment that God wants you to have that God Almighty shall fulfill it in the mighty name of Jesus. The adjustment that you make that will glorify the name of God in your life. Today we remember Abraham because he adjusted. He changed the environment. That adjustment that will be made in your life that will become testimony worldwide that God will grant you in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know what kind of adjustment that you are praying for but every positive adjustment in your life they shall be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. Every hindrances whatever the sin that is not allowing you to make this adjustment, whatever the worldly things that is not allowing you to make the, the adjustment, the Holy Spirit of God shall dwell in you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name. For your servant that you have used for us this day, Father, we pray more anointing in his life in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to hear from him more in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever adjustment is required for his life, for us to hear more from him, Father perfect it in his life in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that you will bless him, bless sister, bless his, the children, and bless the work of his hand in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for each and every one of you that God Almighty once again will perfect all that concerns you in the mighty name of Jesus. As you step into the new month, I pray that God Almighty will adjust everything that will benefit you, everything that will glorify God in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. When you go out, the peace of God will be with you. When you come in, the peace of God will be with you. What, wherever you be, the peace of God will surround you in the mighty name of Jesus. And once again, we remember those nations that in tumult now, that the peace of God will reign in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for Sudan. God will intervene in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for all nations of the world. God will intervene in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In this new month that has come, the God bless you. He make his face shine upon you and he will give you peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. Father, once again, our, our services and our program for this year, Father, the necessary adjustment is in your hand. Father, perfect all our programs in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. And for those that have traveled, once again, they shall return with testimony in Jesus' name. And as for you that are planning to travel, 
that God is going ahead of you. He will bring you in peace in the mighty name of Jesus. This holiday season, that God Almighty will make all necessary adjustments in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you all. Do have a wonderful week ahead.